Hey everyone, it's Brandon and Jesse, and we're the Box Office Bomb Squad. This is where we'll break down some of the biggest bombs that ever hit theaters, and today's bomb is The Chill Factor. Oh, don't worry. I'm a professional. This won't hurt a bit. Well, I'm an amateur. Oh, this is gonna hurt like hell. I'm sorry, it's actually Chill Factor. Don't get that confused with don't. 1993's <laughs> The Chill Factor. Very yeah. different films. <laughs> Yes. Chill Factor. Yeah, I made that mistake. Yeah, yeah. Chill Factor, <laughs> the movie we watched here, 1999's Chill Factor, is a fun comedy action uh, buddy romp about uh, uh, trying to, like, you know, stop a terrorist. The Chill Factor is a 1993 <laughs> horror movie with a snowmobile killer who turns out to be a demon summoned by a cult. So... <laughs> There's a few variants. Very different films, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did watch, I, I don't know why, but I was like, I'm going to watch some of The Chill Factor because of this. And I did, and I'm not going to lie to you, it's a pretty fun, bad horror film. It's Snowmobile Demons. <laughs> I mean, what can go wrong? Uh, Gotta love Snowmobile Demons. Anyway, you know, what we're here to talk about is uh, <laughs> is Chill Factor, which is a movie that grossed $11.2 million on a budget of $23 million. So it, it lost – now, statistically, yes, it lost more than half its budget, but the movie was very cheap to make, so it really didn't even lose that much. It was just the idea that it couldn't make back such a small budget while having two of the hottest stars of the time in the lead. So without uh, further ado, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. In other countries, this was released as a movie called uh, 50 Degrees Fahrenheit, which I, I, I get both names. I kind of like 50 Degrees Fahrenheit better, but the movie is very yeah. much a speed ripoff. That feels that feels even longer. I think 50 Degrees. 50 Degrees, yeah, we should be fine. Yeah, just call it 50 Degrees. That'd be cool. What's weird, though, is uh-huh. it's released in other countries as 50 Degrees Fahrenheit, which makes no sense because most countries don't even use Fahrenheit. That's a really good point. <laughs> so that's a great point. And he kept everyone, you know, the scientists keep saying, keep it under 50 degrees. Yeah. It's like, uh, but most scientists don't actually use Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's part of why it was released as this title is because it was like, uh, you know what? It's going to be kind of confusing in other countries if we're like, it's at 47 and we don't know what 47 means because 47 Celsius is like nice. It's warm, I think. I, I mean, I'm American, so I don't really pay attention to it, but like, uh, like, uh, so I think that's why they named it that in other yeah. countries, so people knew what the hell that 50 was standing for. 50 degrees Celsius. Um, let me do some back in the napkin math. Because 100 is boiling. Yeah. Now, 50 degrees Celsius is about 122 degrees. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I get, I'll, I'll, zero let me, is, let, is We're going to let Google check my math, right, but I'm pretty right, sure that's... Zero is freezing. Somewhere so, in there. Yes. So, yeah. yeah you're, okay, you're right. yeah. I ooh, I'm right on. Nice. I do math. <laughs> so it's not nice. I apologize. Fifty degrees Celsius would be a much different movie. They'd have to keep this thing fucking on fire most of the time. Uh, so, so this is the second film that both these two have been in. They were in as good as it gets together. They both did sled dog movies. Uh, of course, Snow Dogs oh. with Cuba Gooding Jr. Holy crap! You're right. Chili Dogs with Skeet Ulrich from 2001, meaning. That Skeet Ulrich's failure, Chili Dogs, came out before Snow Dogs, so possibly ripped off, which 
There was also Eight Below around this time, which was the Paul Walker one. So there was an era where there were a bunch of sled dog films. And they remade. Yeah, like, you're right. There Balto really were. was before this, and they remade White Fang, and there there was a lot of weird sled dog movies. It's nothing to do with this film, but <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting, weird part about it. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I did not put all that together until just now. Yeah. Like, all of those came out really close. <laughs> yeah, there's a weird sled dog era. It's like uh, what 2010 with Snow White films. All right, boys, what's going to be hot next summer? You know well, what? How about sled, sled dogs? dogs? Sled dogs? All the kids <laughs> love sled dogs. Get them out there. Get a co- get you a star, put them with sled dogs. You got money. <laughs> uh, I I assume, just like Jesse, that Hollywood is still ran by old-time Hollywood people like that. 100%. Yeah, it has yeah, to be. Every time. Yeah. When this, this movie, they're like, oh, man, Speed was really popular, you know, so uh, – we need to have a movie that's like Speed. He's like, well, well, how about this? How about instead of uh, Miles per hour, it's Degrees. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. And wasn't Speed, um, Speed was 50 miles an hour, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was about 50, yes. <laughs> so they even keep ripped it, off the number. Keep it below 50 was, uh, it could have been a, a tagline for both of these films. Wow. Continuity issues like crazy in this film. Gloves on, gloves off mirrors disappearing on the truck and coming back on i mean the continuity errors alone if i were to point them all out it'd take like half an hour it's crazy i kept seeing them i'm like they really did not care (laughs) making this film no 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 and i mean uh, so many so many plot holes like swiss cheese oh there's so much little stuff like the soldier at the beginning is a good guy he's a good man he's like oh my people he's like mad about it he's actually a good dude but like right. time in prison turns him into an evil supervillain. And I get that he wants revenge, I guess, but like this sure. feels like like why give us that sympathy at the beginning to to like give us this character later? Make him a hard exactly. a hard nosed like monster the entire time. It's I don't know. And then he kept saying, In another life, in another life. It's like, dude, you were gone for seven years, man. You weren't gone for that long. Like you're acting like you were gone for like 25 40 years of your life you were gone for a little while longer you were gone longer in the military and he even like talked about how he didn't have a family and stuff prior so it's like what did you lose i mean i know that prison isn't like you know club med by the way military prisons are notoriously not that bad but i'm just saying you know whatever but like this movie just really kind of plays with the fact that this guy turned super evil overnight practically well, yeah, he goes from being haunted by the deaths of 18 people that he technically wasn't directly responsible yeah, for their death. For it, which is he was unfair. responsible for them. But then he goes to some he turns into someone 7 years later who when stealing set aside the fact that he's stealing a chemical weapon, but when stealing this weapon, he has absolutely no regard for the soldiers' lives who are guarding this weapon. Yeah. He could have used trank guns. He could have used stun guns. No, there's slights and necks. Like, it, it makes no sense. His his motivation makes no sense. It is ridiculous. I, I agree. It, it's just a dumb motivation. Uh, Which, by the way, when they're going through there, um, you see a lot of their pistols mm-hmm. as they're doing that stealing scene. There are scopes on almost Every fucking pistol. Oh, I knew there was going to be see, gun issues. And I see them use it one time. <laughs> I knew you were going to have gun issues because there was one thing I happen to know. And N79 is a 
rocket launcher, a handheld grenade launcher. It's a handheld grenade launcher. That's what an M79 is. I know this because of yes. Resident Evil. But when she he says give me the M79, she gives him an RPG, which is yes. not the same thing at all. Rockets and grenades are different objects. Yep. This, the, by the way, Quite the, a bit. So the, the rocket launcher, uh, I think, I don't know for sure, but I believe those are called like a G18 or something like that. That sounds about right. I used right. to know that. I, I can I can Google it here, but I'm pretty sure that well. that one that like the tube that goes yeah. and pops out is like a it's, it's got a number. It's like a unless a video game had like, it in there, um, I wouldn't know it. <laughs> yeah, or maybe it's R, RPG twenty two. That sounds familiar too. RPG twenty two. Okay, there you go. Um, based on the RPG eighteen rocket launcher. So yeah, this this was. Clearly, an RPG. Uh, it was. A, That's where I got you. I know that from. RPG yeah. is rocket-propelled grenade. I know that the, you're splitting hairs there, but he would not have said grenade launcher for that. No, that is a completely different gun. And the reason I know that one, not from video games, but it's one of my favorite guns that the Terminator uses. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Terminator. When he shoots a T yeah, one thousand yeah, with it, yeah. it folds them in half. It's you're fantastic. Right. <laughs> Another movie reference there. Good call. Because the sound is fantastic yeah. too. Boom. <laughs> I don't. I don't say what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you watch uh, that epic death battle. They have uh, RoboCop versus Terminator, and that's one of the weapons they discuss on there. Is that he uses that? Nice. So uh, let's go with uh, other issues I had. The sound mixing in this film miserable. They constantly are off. Uh, they're uns- unsunk. So they're not syncing their lips with the sound. And when they scream, you can actually hear feedback because you can tell that they're recording actually in like the cab of a truck. So like you get like uh, you get weird feedback and I'm like, huh, that's really odd. You think they would have cleaned that up a little bit. And a lot of times when you record in the cab of a truck, you have to do voiceover work and, and put it on there. But they're just like, whatever, we're using the sound from the truck. And I I, I know it's a it's a technical thing that most people are not even going to notice, but it irked me for some yeah. reason. I I agree. It the sound is off in the movie, not only in scenes like that, but also just overall. There's a lot of inconsistency in volume. Oh yeah. In the movie, for instance, the fact that uh, in a vehicle and in a helicopter, people are yelling. Oh, you can. Hear However, people. when there's <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I mean, go they're ahead. they're yelling. They're yelling to talk to each other, but then, uh, which is fine because helicopters and cars are loud, but. There's one scene in particular when one of the good guys has a helicopter maybe 20 feet behind him, 30 feet behind him. He's talking to Brenner, and he is yelling at Brenner over the helicopter. Brenner is talking in his normal, sly, undertoned voice. Brenner never talks over a a, a loud whisper until he yells at the Never. Which is, I understand it's the voice you want your bad guy to have, but he's got to be, it doesn't make sense if everyone's yelling except for him. <laughs> That's dumb. Dude, there's, he's ridiculous, man. That, that slow turn, that one point, there's like a slow turn he does uh, to like kind of symbolize that he's evil. It's whenever they're, he's getting out of prison. The slow turn uh-huh. he does is like so just over the top ridiculous. He's like, yeah. You're like, oh my God, this is stupid. <laughs> it just, it just is a really, a, I know. there's a couple corny moments. The doctor going, I have become death. Like, 
like Oppenheimer's little speech there meant something whenever you know that happened but like I don't know I think I feel like it gets used too much it kind of takes the the wind out of it you know but it's like it just I don't know man there's a lot of corny moments in this film like the the voiceover reminding us about the fly fishing bait thing I I don't think the audience was so stupid they couldn't figure out that he was gonna build a fake bomb and like do bait like the entire like oh they're fishermen bait's a thing and I was like oh he's gonna do something with bait but then he's like yeah nope it's like uh, here's this weird voiceover ghost doctor telling us about it right and I mean that scene in general when he's telling him about how to catch the fish. I felt like that was just whacking. Fish. I mean, that was beating me to death with foreshadowing. Yeah, oh, so bad. <clears throat> uh, so uh, I know we were talking about how we didn't really know anybody with this movie, but did you notice the the lab assistant that died at the beginning was Benny from the Mummy? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, the Mummy gets brought up a lot in this podcast. I noticed. <laughs> yeah, uh, whenever um, whenever he the the Elvis um, ignites and he takes off his. Uh, his mask, and then he runs to the jeep. Rolls up that joint. The, the, I just kept hearing um, Brendan Fraser's voice, Run, Benny, run! <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets to the door, and I'm like, Don't you shut that door, Benny! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I saw him. I go, Oh, shit, that's Benny. I know who that is. And then he dies. I'm like, Oh, fuck, he's gone real quick. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he is. Speaking of ridiculousness, how about this lame 90s fucking bad guy troop? We got... Nick tattoo guy, <laughs> short haired girl, buff guy with glasses, bleach blonde hair guy. It's every nineties oh, yeah. tough guy you've ever seen. Yeah, and buff guy with glasses, of course, hacker man. Oh yeah. I love it whenever they're when she pushes buttons and the door opens and she goes, We're in. Like, no fucking duh, idiot, the door open. We can see we're in, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we're in. I, there's nothing that bothers me more in a hacker film than we're in. And yeah, we're in. I, we're I in. say that sometimes as a joke. And like as a joke, I'll I'll be like, whenever the computer clearly opens into something, I'll go, we're in. And then it has one <laughs> of the other dumb things. There's a blurry picture and he goes, enhance. <laughs> and then the, oh God, I hate I that. I was like, oh no, they use the enhance thing too. The the only time I tolerate that in any movie ever is when Super, Super Troopers, Troopers did it. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> yeah. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> like it even it, like if you watch uh, Blade Runner when they do doing the enhance thing, it really throws the scene off. And I know that they were kind of one of the first ones to do that, but like, man, that that trope has been used so often that it just like uh, I don't like this. Also, computer yeah, pictures no. don't work that way. But <laughs> no, no, I'm enhance. a I'm a I do photography. Photos don't work like that. I mean, a lot. God, of shit I wish they did. Doesn't work the way. <laughs> How does licking your hands prevent an electric shock? When he's working on the it's, engine? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, if it was hot, I would get it, but it's clearly making an electrical shock sound. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh. Well, then we're sparks. Lick, yeah, then sparks. I lick my fingers and then do it. I go, that would make it worse. <laughs> I, there's so many yeah. just moments in this film that you're like, oh, this was lazy. It was so lazy. And that's not... And what's really sad is I don't hate the main guy. Skeet Orch's character's fine. And as much as yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. is not really um, PC he's right now. He's a little now, over the top. He, his character's fine. His character at least yeah. makes sense. He's he's not bad. Um, but there is a thing, like, his character has an arc where he's always kind of over the top. And I'm okay with that because at the end, whenever they're doing the, oh, I'm, I'm hurt, help us ladies, and he's over the top, I'm like, okay. 
this is in character. Sure. But when Skeet Orch is doing it, I'm like, that's not your character. You're Mr. Serious Guy. You're, like, so serious the entire time. And, like, it just was weird that he, like, all of a sudden was, like, a jokester. Because it's like he hasn't been a jokey guy the entire film. And all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to crack jokes, too. Yeah. I thought that was that, really that was definitely kind of a strange ending for everything there. Um, yeah, you know, one of the things, talking about things that feels kind of forced... Uh, when Brenner walks into the diner, um, and by the way, speaking of the diner, he, the doctor says there's no time after he gets shot. Oh, we got no time, right? <laughs> yeah. But then I he have has enough time notes. to tell a, an entire story about what happened <laughs> ten years ago. And I'm like, the ambulance yeah. could have been there by now. This is not a big town. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the diner. One hundred percent. There's so much on the diner. I got to hear what you got to say. The diner. I have a lot to say about the diner. Go ahead. So when you walk into this diner in this little town. Um, the diner slash in Montana re- slash grocery store. Yeah, exactly. How much of a pretentious asshole do you have to be to ask for a coffee ice? He doesn't give him iced coffee. He gives him a fucking steaming hot cup of coffee. <laughs> well, he gives him a hot cup of coffee, but then he tries to put ice in it, which is the second point. Who the fuck makes iced coffee like yeah, that? Yeah, that's not Jesus. how iced coffee. You just yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah. That uh, that bothered me because that was basically. Oh, we have to figure out a way to make him open the ice chest. So we know it. To be like, oh, oh, oh. And then he's, what, he goes over there, opens up the ice chest, sees the Elvis bomb sitting in the ice chest, and then he's like, oh, uh, there's a bathroom in the back. It's like, dude, you can put that there. How are you surprised that you open that up and that's sitting there? I guess. Cuba Gooding Jr. (laughs) put it there? I don't know. And also, is this a world where coolers don't exist until the very end whenever the, 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 Dude with right? the beer is there because he's like, I'm gonna put it in my leather book bag. I'm like, you're in a grocery store right now, man, a fishing themed yeah. grocery store. I'm sure there's a cooler. And then when he gets there a styrofoam something. cooler, it's made out of the world's worst fucking styrofoam, where they take a left turn and it crumbles to pieces. Yeah, like I'm like, what the fuck? Those things are tough, by the way. I've I've camped with one of those styrofoam things. I'm old enough where that was like the norm. They don't sure. break because of a slight bump. Uh, no. No, not at all. And now, a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Um, uh, so diner. what about the fact that Cuba Gooding Jr., when he walks into the, um, when he's talking about the ice cream and Skeet Ulrich says, it's a little early for a delivery, and Cuba Gooding Jr. says, I'm just trying to get my day over before it hits 90. Okay, they're in Montana. Mm-hmm. So if it's the summer, mm-hmm. 90 is within the realm of possibility. Sure. Typically, I looked this up. Typically, Montana is in the middle 80s and like July in the heat of the summer for them. Mm-hmm. However, everybody's wearing fucking coats. Everyone's wearing a jacket. When he's in the car later, he's like, it's hot. He tries to turn the AC on. He goes, you can't right. push him. You got to roll the window down. I go, you're both wearing leather jackets. What the fuck is your problem? Yeah. <laughs> like take off the jackets like that's why you're fucking hot i mean brenner at least he's sweaty wearing his gi joe gear but like sure i mean like they're wearing they decided to put on multiple layers and i was like you guys are idiots of course you're hot oh yeah yep. I, I even wrote in here uh 50 or what's the
I can't even remember. Oh, yeah. I like how they are hot but are wearing jackets. I wrote that in here because I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> also, he's like, keep it under 50 degrees. You got to hurry. Keep it under 50 degrees. But, like, how far away is that military base from them? Because the whole movie is them trying to get to the military base, right? And uh-huh. it seemingly is hours away, right? But then he puts it in a fucking paper bag and it stays under 50 degrees the entire trip there to the to the diner. Because when they get it from the scientists, it's in a paper bag. Which, again, makes no sense. And you would think that yeah. there would be a container. It would it would be within itself a cooler. And then put it in a cool spot. Not just like, yeah, this is something that has to stay cool. So we put it in the fridge. And if the fridge fails, we all fucking die. I don't think that's how the military would do that. No. Not at all. Uh, so many don't. Like, okay, here's a... Let's talk about some of the dialogue. Let's talk about dialogue, because we, we talked about this beforehand. There's some quality dialogue lines, like uh, one, when the short-haired girl thug is, like, going to kill uh, our main character, Arlo. or Not Arlo. Arlo's Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. Yeah, the other guy, whatever his name is. Hanson. Manson? Manson? I don't know. Anyway, they're forgettable. She says, I'm a professional. This isn't going to hurt at all. And then he goes, well, I'm an amateur. This is going to hurt like hell. And I said, oh, that's a good line. That's a good line. Mm-hmm. And then you had a line. What was it? Uh, I like when uh, Brenner walks into the uh, diner and he says, uh, is this your establishment? And Skeet Ulrich, you know, the place is called Darlene's. Yeah. And then Skeet Ulrich goes, yeah, they call me Darlene. <laughs> yep. And I a, just like that. It was so good. There's some dialogue that is, I don't understand. Like, Cubica Jr. says, I'm about to get in your ass like last year's underwear. <laughs> that the, was a good what line, What the fuck too, does that though. mean? I, I don't know, but I like it. Does your underwear get more in your ass the older it gets? Is this anti-old underwear? Like, you can only have, your underwear can't be more than a year old? I don't know what the fuck they're talking about here. Oh, man. <laughs> Love it. So many slow motion scenes whenever something dramatic happens and it's like, it's it's just kind of corny because they do like this like epic and they zoom in and then it's like slow it down. I'm like, ah, they use a lot of, they, there's a lot of uh, cliches in this. Very cliche. Oh yeah. But uh, how many people do you think are heroes killed on that highway? Because like trucks were getting uh, flipped and shit and like. Oh Yeah. Um, uh, inordinate amount of people. Speaking of killing, when, uh, when they hit that re- uh, the guy on the rappel line, did you see how much fucking blood that dummy squirted out? It was so fucking yeah, much. So good. I was like, Jesus Christ! Holy shit! That was a fucking gory death. <laughs> the the PG thirteen deaths were gloriously gruesome. Yeah, that one was bad, and I thought I was like, man, they can't really the get motorcycle. Much- yeah. Oh, jeez, that oh, okay, it's fucked up. Yeah, the, that motorcycle the guy that gets shot. Crushed by the the overhanging rock piece. I mean, Chip oh yeah, Brenner's death at the end. Holy fuck! He gets his oh, face that one melted. Was... Uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, that was style. rough. But it was worse than Indiana Jones because it's like slow and gory, and it like rips his parts of his face off as it goes. I was like, God damn, that was something. Also, when I sent Jesse to let him know I finished the the movie. <laughs> Yeah, it made sense. I also, saw it. I I knew exactly what it was. Yeah, there's like this truck <laughs> driving around, and 
swerving and speeding through everything, and there's these military vehicles shooting guns at them, and other people are just driving down the road, just like do 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 do. Like they, this is a normal day in Montana for them. Yeah. Which, hey, by the way, did you know, um, the fort they're trying to get to, Magruder, right? Magruder, yeah. I just kept thinking. It's not even in Montana. That's not in Montana at all. Is that? No, I'm looking at list of military installations in Montana. Magruder, Magruder's not on this list. Yeah, maybe it's gone. Maybe it closed down. A lot of them changed around. Look up. Look, maybe it's a fake one. Who knows? Yeah, well, there is a Fort Magruder. It's in Virginia. Well, that's quite a drive. Yeah. Um, But then, and the reason I was bringing this up was because at one point, they're on their way to the fort. They're in a high-speed chase, and they pass a sign that says Fort Magruder, F.T. Magruder, 90, and that's it. (laughs) So unless that's, like, you know a small amount that's a sign that's not standard, that's not labeled, labeled in miles. How are you going to have a 90-mile high-speed chase? <laughs> well, also, again, <laughs> the doctor left that fo- that that fort with the weapon because he knew they were going to hijack it. And he's like, yeah, get it back to the fort now because the military can protect it now. But last night it was going to get hacked. So the doctor drove with it for hours in a paper bag. It... it I'm surprised it didn't blow up and kill a bunch of people. Is that where he came from? Maybe it was a different base, but I mean... I think it was a different base. I, I don't know for sure. I mean... Uh, it says it at like, one point. It, it's funny because but, none of the... Uh, um, none of the driving force to film of where you need to go matters because it all just gets thrown no. out the fucking window. Halfway through, we get introduced to a whole other character who is a good guy, Army Ranger... And, like, that guy just kind of shows up to be like, oh, yeah, this is the guy that has to be in the movie for the necessity of ending the movie. He doesn't really have a role other than that. <laughs> it's just like, no. the movie doesn't end without him. And he's got, like, a group of dudes, and they are constantly yelling, and that's all they do. It's funny, <laughs> dude, when that guy dropped the grenade down the shaft to, like, blow up the shaft, so it, it knocks him on his ass. I'm like, really <laughs> feel like they'd be better trained than that. Yeah, that was my and number. And the, it was and the a didn't if you look, so, it was a satchel charge, yeah. which is like if I remember correct, like those things minutes. are. I mean, that's serious fucking business. Yeah, but you that's not a long time oh, to get gonna, away from it. Yeah, I, that's not. I'm gonna throw this down a hole and run away from it. That's I'm I'm planning this out. But like, you, know? you would expect the ground to collapse there to seal the hole, but it didn't because we saw the collapse. Well, yeah. And they, they said they wanted it to be airtight, and I'm like, yeah, you're going to do that with just... Two, two explosives. You know. Yeah, explosives. <clears throat> Come on, man. And they're on that road, like, when they're, like, when they the truck breaks down on the, the, the mountainside road, and he has to get out and fix it, and then they have to get through that really narrow passage that's crumbling, and they almost fall off, all that work, and then, like, two minutes later, they flip the fucking truck on a turn. I was like, come on. Like, why give us all this dramatic bit just to kind of flip us right here? It, it's, and then they take the boat. We have one of the one of the better scenes in the film, though. That boat scene is pretty good. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, you see a wire throughout that. it, though. You see the wire pulling it. as you, If you look, it's like, oh, that's there. But okay, we'll just ignore it. Yeah. You got to remember that a lot of the movies pre-2005 or so, uh, when did HD get home released? Yeah, around, I guess around then. A lot of these movies, they don't hide that stuff on purpose because the fuzziness of the natural film was going to hide it, you know? 
So whenever you do sure. get it in HD and you can see those little mistakes, you're like, oh, that's kind of whatever. It's like in RoboCop, uh, I bring that up again. Uh, <laughs> Ed 209 shoots a rocket that's clearly attached to a wire. But in the original movie, you can't really tell because it's so blurry that the wire's thin and it kind of disappears. But when you get that Blu-ray release, you're like, I see that guy at 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dude with the boat, by the way, not fucking strapped on. That boat's just sitting on a trailer with a bunch of shit in it. Like, I'm like, that's unsafe. It's very unsafe. Well, it's Montana. Well, it is Montana. I guess you're right there. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I've been to Montana. It was uh, boring. There wasn't much there. It was pretty, and that's about it. Yeah. I would like to go. <laughs> I mean, you, it would be a place for you, Jesse. You like uh, watching sunsets and looking out at nothing. I do. There's a lot of that there. A lot of cool mountain ranges, right. a lot of cool uh, lakes and ponds. You son of a bitch, I'm in. I'm, uh, I'm, I like, uh, I like uh, buildings, you know? I'm more of a, I'm a city boy. Nice. <laughs> How about... Um, Something I noticed, uh, inconsistent, well, not going to inconsistency, a stupid thing. When they're on the dam and uh, Brenner is dishing out the poison mm-hmm. and putting it on the ground with his knife, with his the pocket goo, knife, yeah. and then he seals it back up and he puts it away and then he gets up and he carries the knife with him and he walks away. Yes. Yeah, so does the residual, does the resi- res- residue on that knife, does that not count? Because so, as strong as this is, I'm pretty sure that would knock the shit out of whoever's in the van. I'm assuming that it was still frozen in ice form when he picked it out with the knife and threw it on the ground, right? And then it's Well, when he does it, it's like gel. But yeah, it, we see it be gel, and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, there's it's going to fucking blast a hole through his fucking crotch <laughs> because his knife is yeah. at his waist. <laughs> But it's like, no, no, we don't... Again, the amount of inconsistencies, plus, like, the this stuff ignites, the, the goo ignites, that's what it is. It's not like a trigger for something else. I'm very confused on how it works. And so this amount of goo is enough just to take out these guys, and I think they were probably, what, 50 feet away? And they're like, that's enough. That's enough room for us to be away. They didn't tie the guys up or anything. They're just like, here you go, lay on the... Set here. I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, and then he, <clears throat> as they're running away, his he's like, their deaths will be just as gruesome and, you know, mean just as much if they're running. And it's like, okay, but they're running about the same amount of distance they, away yeah, from you walked, as yeah. you are from the explosion. Yeah. Maybe that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, Brenner, for being the military genius that Brenner says he is, he's really fucking stupid throughout this film. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Oh, man. Jesse, I don't know if you know this, but Elvis is dead. If you don't know this, you're mm-hmm. going to hear it about, I think, three or four times throughout the film. Yeah, but Elvis, actually, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Elvis is not dead. Because according to HeroProp.com, you can get Elvis for $975 right now. Oh, really? That's it? Yeah, Sometimes that I... is what the... Hero prop of the Elvis bomb from Chill Factor will cost you nine hundred and seventy-five bucks. For someone who likes this film, which I don't know who's going to be like, I like this film enough to drop a thousand on it. It's it's not a grand worthy, but like that seems like a reasonable price for a very important prop on a film. Right, <laughs> it is a hero prop. You know, it's the one. It it's not like the knock around prop. This is the one. Like if you when a, you see Brenner holding the bomb. Footage, yeah. Yeah, that's the one he's holding. Yeah, I, I go to and it's still got all the lights and everything. And... Like, uh, 
like you can get like uh there was a big deal where all the flags that people are waving in the movie uh the Victus with uh what's his name is South African uh president. I can't think of his name right now. Oh my god, that's terrible of me. But like all those flags got picked back up. They didn't let the, the extras keep them so they can sell them on there for ten bucks a piece and I thought that was really funny. It was always a really funny prop thing that was always there, but I do look at prop things. Uh just recently, uh like a Spider-Man suit just sold for like $15,000 or something like that. It was crazy. Oh my God. So like to think that I'm trying to think of a, an equivalent sized prop I've seen sell from a lesser known film. Oh, okay. Well, the ray gun from Mars attacks, uh, I saw that recently sell for uh, $12,000. So when you think about this selling for only a thousand, that's a really good deal for a movie, a movie use prop. And if you love Skeet Ulrich, there you go. Sure. How about a uh, 1993 Demolition Man John Spartan cryogenic chest monitor? Yeah, Demolition. That's twelve hundred bucks. <clears throat> man, for 12, see that's twelve hundred for something that's only seen through ice in a movie for a second. That's and we're talking about the main prop of the movie is only a thousand dollars. Yeah, you should start uh-huh. looking up the props for these the, these failed movies to see how cheap you can get pieces of the movies from. I probably will. Um, <laughs> I wonder how because... much it is to get the weird special radio from the astronaut's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if that one's even on here. Astronaut's how much is it for a uh, weird wife. weird six 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 marked suitcase from astronaut's wife? I don't know. There's there's some other props from there. I'm sure. Like a bigger release, yeah, I'm not there are going to be a lot more. But like those releases like that, that were like studio darling releases that failed, there are going to be weird ones. Uh, we're gonna have to look. That's gonna have to be a thing we do the now. The dude got I'll, stabbed I'll by a meat thermometer, by the way, and it's really funny to me. I don't know why it was funny to me, but like when he stabs him in the chest with that, I was like, <laughs> okay, because he pulls it out, and he's fine. He's seemingly fine, but like Brenner. Brenner knew he was going to die, right? Like, why did he go towards that stuff and pick it up? Like, why would he try to escape, I guess? I don't know. The, the His death uh, in the ending of this film really confuses me. I, I don't know. Maybe he just came to terms with it and realized he's a horrible human being and probably deserves to get his face <laughs> melted half off. But then off. he, like, wraps the stuff up and picks it up like he's going to take it somewhere. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It, that was like the end of the film and then they get to that weird comedic ending where it's the them trying to like levy their hero-ness to like get some money or something which by the way fuck that army ranger man they're like hey man we just saved the right? world we lost this truck we lost a lot we got hurt we're in medical bills you know what can you do to help and he's like i cannot arrest you guys for treason and it's like oh i guess we're fair we're even then i was like oh that kind of sucks yeah, what a dick! Yeah, what a dick that it's guy like, was. Like you can't, you can't just like requisition just like yeah, man, just a little bit of money. Our direction, yeah, it, Jesus. It, give them both ten grand in nineteen eighty nine. They'll they'll be happy, you know. Exactly. I mean, Q Gooding Jr. felt like all his hard work was worth a shitty truck that was breaking down. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't have taken much. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. the The movie had a lot of weird bits in it. It had good bits too. Like, um, this did have me thinking of like the 90s films that had this road trip action stuff like black dog and ransom and broken arrow and like i i really enjoyed those films 
and like we don't get stuff like that anymore you know because nothing can be an original idea even though those were all sort of similar there's still an original idea per film and i kind of miss that like this is just a film about two dudes trying to do something and we had so much of that back in the day and we don't get it at all anymore and it's kind of weird but this movie mostly suffers from the characters being kind of boring and not interesting the most interesting character in the movie is old pete the truck because at least he has like a story arc and his death is sort of sad. <laughs> when old Pete flips, wow. I'm like, oh man, old Pete. And then Brenner's eating an ice cream sandwich. I don't know. That's fucking weird too. I don't know why that was weird to me. That was, that was, weird. <laughs> it was a weird moment. Like that. Like, a close up of him biting into an ice cream sandwich. I'm like, eh, I don't like this at all. No. Uh, I, and it it went out the edges of his mouth, which yeah, we all he, know is he, definitely one of your problems. Yeah, he ate messy. Like I, it was, there was just, it was like, no, I don't like this. Also, he took the time to go. Uh, what do I want? <laughs> you know, I, I want an ice cream sandwich. I know there's a chemical weapon in here, <laughs> may, maybe, but I want this ice cream sandwich. <laughs> uh. By the way, Hero Prop also sold a uh, Hero DARPA centipede cannon from the movie Pixels, uh, one of our previous. Oh, how much was that? Uh, it did not. It doesn't say how much it goes for. It just tells me that it was sold. Oh man! Which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> oh, that sucks that I won't show what it sold for. <laughs> I know. I really want to know. <laughs> I like how pixels is when you're like pixels. That's a movie we did. Let's look up things on that. <laughs> <laughs> no man, we can't get uh, lady. What's her name's weird red leather bikini armor? That's a shame. <laughs> oh, that that never lady made it Lisa. off the set. What are you talking about? Yeah, I Josh Gad Josh took Gad that. Took, yeah, there you are. Yeah, you, <laughs> Josh Gad took that home. <laughs> yeah, that's like sitting in a, a plastic bag somewhere, so it doesn't lose the scent. Uh, <laughs> He's creepy in the movie, guys. It's it's okay. So yeah, it would be something he'd do in the movie. The movie's quick. Um, I, I think there there wasn't any bits that lagged. I I gotta give it credit for pacing. Like throughout the film, I never felt like I was like. Oh, here we go. I felt like a couple scenes were a little long because the joke didn't work, but that wasn't a pacing issue. Like the Missoula, I ain't going to Missoula joke. That went a little long, but it wasn't because the scene was badly shot. It was just because the Missoula joke wasn't as funny as we were like meant to think it was, I guess. So I don't really have a lot of issues with the film on a technical standpoint, other than the terrible, terrible sound issues a lot of this is story issues, so I guess that brings us to should it bomb. One, two, three, four. Well, I've been holding in since the clock in Monday morning. From the end of the week, I'm a bum 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 blow. It's a bomb. Um. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think it should have. I think it's. It, it was. It. I. I wasn't bored at all during the entire movie. I was entertained. Cuba Gooding Jr. is great as the comic relief. Um. You know, I enjoyed the action. Sure, there were glaring holes and inconsistencies, but if you just pay attention to the story and enjoy it as a diehard esque, you know, one two guys against an insurmountable force. And they still per- persevere. It's a really fun movie, and with a, such a low budget, 
I'm not sure why it failed. Yeah, that's that's a big surprise. Like I, I feel like that's mostly yeah. because I don't think they were wrong with who they selected as the stars, but I think the villain could have been anyone better. If that would have been Mickey Rourke or Nick Probably. Cage or Oh god, yeah. Else, we would have had fun. Mickey Rourke would have been awesome in that. Then, they almost look yeah, alike. They, yeah, we get weird knockoff Mickey Rourke who's just not interesting. Um, I think the movie suffers because the villain is very boring, and I just don't want to deal with him. Um, yeah, I, it, it's it's a knockoff of Speed. It's a knockoff of Ransom. It's a knockoff of Broken Arrow. It's very much Broken Arrow and Speed mixed together in the same film. Uh, oh yeah, I don't hate it. Do I think it should have failed? No, I think Skeet Ulrich should have been a bigger deal than what he was. Uh, it's kind of sad that this didn't work because this would have been one of the things to help him get in a better spot because I felt like he was the new Johnny Depp and I feel like he had a lot to offer us. And over the years, as we got more Skeet Ulrich stuff, I'm like, this guy's a very good actor. It's a shame he never really got the big chances that a lot of these people did. And he was in Scream. Uh, he was in that show Jericho. He's had plenty that he's done that's really good. So... I guess I agree that it shouldn't have failed because it didn't blow money out of nowhere. You know, it's not like the money was just wasted. This movie, you can see where the money went. It, it looked it, for twenty three million. This movie looks great, like the 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 wrecks, the explosions, everything looks great. Twenty three million dollars seems like I don't even know how they did it that cheap. Maybe it's because they hired people that took very little money. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree. I don't think the movie should be like some major success because it's not a great film. It's just a film. But it shouldn't have failed. It should not have been a, a bomb. It should have made a little money. It should have made $5, $10 million and been a moderate success that Skeetor should be like, yeah, man, I was in Chill Factor. That did okay. Instead, he's like, yeah, I was in a movie that probably is one of the bargain bin films you get from a random movie channel now you know it's one of the ones they fill in between a transformers film or some shit <laughs> yeah so so i if i was channel surfing and saw this i would stop on it so your uncle wasn't wrong to request it i guess yeah you said that you had to find it for your uncle <laughs> one time yeah yeah he was asking me for it and i'm like i don't even know what that movie is i wonder where he heard <laughs> it, where he heard it from like i don't even know about us really word that i think he likes cuba gooding jr uh, in general okay, okay. i think he likes all of his stuff so i think that's probably where it came well, from not getting any new cuba gooding jr movies but you know the thing is though with uh with this movie i don't remember ever watching this movie ever i don't remember trailers but, for it or anything yeah but I, when i watched it i recognized most of it so that means i either watched it at one point or there's enough of it that has you know, moved into the meme realm. <laughs> I've picked it up that way, but I remember I recognize so much of this movie. See, I am the exact opposite. I don't recall any of this film ever. I don't remember this. Um, I I saw one box art that was on the VHS box. I used to work at a movie rental place, so I recognize a lot of movies from that. I do recognize that box, so I know it was on a shelf. It was like a one of copy that we had or something. So there is like this slight recognition of that 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 box but at the same time there was another movie that i want to say had harrison ford in it that was also about a chemical weapon that was affected by heat but i can't remember what uh, it's i don't know i think the fugitives box looks very similar i don't know it, it could have it maybe it wasn't harrison ford maybe it was somebody else maybe it was nick cage who knows but i just remember another movie around the same time that had a uh heat themed 
issue going on where it's like, oh, i got to keep this temperature high enough or low enough or whatever to keep it whatever. So I thought maybe that's what I'm remembering. Uh, but then again, speed was such a big success that there were a bunch of knockoffs that kind of went with, you got to get there under this time, you got to get there under the speed, you got to get there under this temperature. So maybe it's just part of the collective of all these studios ripping each other off. Yeah, that makes sense. So this was uh, one of those weeks that I was like, it just kind of happened. And I feel like that's this movie. It just kind of happened. Maybe <laughs> next week will be more interesting, more exciting, or maybe worse. I don't know. Uh, what are we watching next? Uh, let's find out. Magic number generator, give me my number. And it is 83. 83, 83, 83. Oh. Uh, 2015's Pan. Oh, I have never seen this. I have never seen this, this either. Is one of the many, this is many Peter Pan movies made all around the same time. Is this the one yeah, with this is... Hugh Jackman or is this the one with uh Jude Law? Uh this is Hugh Jackman as a fictionalized version of Blackbeard, yeah. Garrett Hudlin as Hook, Rooney Mara as Tiger Lily, and Levi Miller as Peter Pan. Yeah, 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 I remember this. All right. Well, interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. I, uh, I don't know how I feel about it either. I'm not it's, a hundred, a it's 111 fan. minutes. Other than the movie Hook, I don't hear pan films. They've all been kind of mad to me. So I would say, yeah, Hook was kind of the pinnacle for and me. The, the problem is there was like a movie called Peter, and there's a movie called Peter Pan, and then there's like Disney's Peter Pan, and then there's Hook, and then there's Pan, and then there's, there's Pan. Then there's, you know, Neverland, and then there's Finding Neverland, and then there's, there's so many fucking movies well, cause based on the story of Peter Pan public is uh, uh, public domain yeah. right yeah so it's free <laughs> it's free to make yeah, a Peter Pan movie nobody for that story so they just gotta get a writer to come up with some bullshit so yeah. huh, I don't know how I feel about it we'll find out next week I uh, personally not a huge Pan fan but I am a huge Hugh Jackman fan so it might be interesting yeah same Garrett Hedlund huh that's a name I haven't heard in a while uh We'll see how he underperforms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse, where can the good folks find you? Uh, easiest to find me on Twitter. I'm at Pen of Doom, P-E-N-O-F-D-O-O-M. And you can find me on Twitter as well. I'm Brando Supreme. And you can find us on Facebook. We're the Box Office Bomb Squad. And you can even send us an email to magictalkybox at gmail.com. Yep, and you can go to anchor.fm if you'd like to leave us a voice message and, you know, shatter our dreams or build us up, Buttercup. And that little clicky noise you hear is the cup that's at the bottom that Brandon loves to jiggle that you can put some ducats in if you feel yeah, like it. Just two, just two pieces, sir. <laughs> so I can afford a shave and a haircut. There you go. Just two bits. <laughs> all right thanks a lot guys and uh see you next week see ya